Chapter Forty Seven of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. The Winter Campfire. The chief requisite of a winter campfire is volume. The feeble flame and meagre bed of embers that are a hot discomfort to the summer camper while he hovers over coffee-pot and frying-pan would be no more than the glow of a candle toward tempering this nipping air this fire must be no dainty nibbler of chips and twigs that a boy's hatchet may furnish but a roaring devourer of logs for whose carving the axe must be long and stoutly wielded a very glutton of solid fuel continually demanding more and licking with its broad red tongues at the branches that sway and toss high above in its hot breath so fierce is it that you approach cautiously to feed it and the snow shrinks away from it and can quench of it only the tiny sparks that are spit out upon it you must not be too familiar with it yet it is your friend after its own manner fighting away for you the creeping demon of cold and holding at bay on the rim of its glare the wolf and the panther with its friendly offices are mingled many elfish tricks it boils your pot just to the point you wish then boils it over and licks up the fragrant brew of celestial leaf or javanese berry it roasts or broils your meat to a turn then battles you for it and sears your fingers when you strive to snatch the morsel from its jaws and perhaps burns it to a crisp before your very eyes vouchsafing but the tantalizing fragrance of the feast then it may fall into the friendliest and most companionable of moods lazily burning its great billets of ancient wood while you burn the virginian weed singing to you songs of summer its tongues of flame murmuring like the south wind among green leaves and mimicking the chirp of the crickets and the cicadas cry in the simmer of exuding sap and vent of gas and out of its smoke blossom sparks that drift away in its own currents like red petals of spent flowers it paints pictures some weird or grotesque some beautiful now of ghosts and goblins now of old men now of fair women now of lakes crinkled with golden waves and towers on pine-crowned crags ruddy with the glow of sunset sunny meadows and pasture lands with farmsteads and flocks and herds the ancient trees that rear themselves aloft like strong pillars set to hold up the narrow arch of darkness exhale an atmosphere of the past in which your thoughts waking or sleeping drift backward to the old days when men whose dust was long since mingled with the forest mould moved here in the rage of war and the ardour of the chase shadowy forms of dusky warriors horribly marked in war-paint gather about the campfire and sit in its glare in voiceless counsel or encircle it in the grotesquely terrible movement of the war dance magically the warlike scene changes to one of peace 
the red hunters steal silently in with burdens of game the squaws sit in the ruddy light plying their various labors while their impish children play around them in mimicry of battle and the chase all then vanish and white-clad soldiers of france bivouac in their place or red-coated britons or provincial rangers unsoldierly to look upon in homespun garb but keen-eyed alert and the bravest of the brave these dissolve like wreaths of smoke and a solitary white hunter clothed all in buckskin sits over against you his long flintlock rifle lying across his lap he is looking with rapt gaze into the fire dreaming as you are so growing brighter as the daylight grows dim and the gloaming thickens to the murk and paling again as daylight creeps slowly back upon the world but always bright in the diurnal twilight of the woods the campfire weaves and breaks its magic spells now leaping now lapsing as its own freaks move it then perhaps when it has charmed you far across the border of dreamland and locked your eyes in the blindness of sleep it will startle you back to the cold reality of the wintry woods with a crash and roar of sudden revival end of the winter campfire